I think there's an argument to be made of, of this movie not only playing with the perspective of Mima and other characters, but playing with the perspective of the audience in a way that the audience is almost a character. And then you could use the mirrors to kind of reflect what the audience is supposed to be seeing, which again, I don't want to dive into that. It's just a, it's just more mirror shit. Join us next week for (laughs) another hour episode where we talk about mirrors. Here's our new podcast mirror. I won't be here. My first anime, Perfect Blue, Part Two. I'm Chris Bailey. Uh, Salvador, also known as Monkey, and I am Anthony Vaught. Uh, before we jump into Part Two, I just want to mention uh, real quickly that this episode does have content from two separate uh, recording sessions uh, that were edited separately, and then I just kind of spliced them together. Uh, at least I guess, I guess that's the best term to use, splice. But um, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up: you will probably hear a sound different, and that's just because I'm still kind of new to this world of audio editing. But uh, yeah, that's all I had, Chris. If uh, you're ready, let's jump on into part two. So she gets the repetition. Ruby oh, shows yeah. up, and they start talking, and then it repeats again. Um, but I, I think it even does like a like it does a. I want to say intersperses a little bit of the TV show, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, Mima says. Oh, it's been a while since you came over here. And Ravy's like, I've been here yesterday. Right, yep. As we'll clearly see, uh, Mima is starting to lose grip on what's real and what's not. Yes. But I, I want to bring some, for her, specific dialogue, what Rumi says uh, to Mima. Rumi's like, I've been visiting that homepage, and they've talked a lot about how you've changed your image. And I don't know if you remember Mania reading uh-huh. it, it doesn't talk about anything about changing images at all if what if we're mm. to believe what he reads is true it's all about how like i'm so happy you guys visit me you know stuff like that it i, I mean I, I i think there is some points where but i feel like she keeps up the the status quo on that page homepage, or whatever of her still missing all of her fans and stuff like that i kind of get what you're saying but we're i mean i guess we could interpret that she's not oh is this is this also the scene where she says like hey you should stop looking at that site uh yes yeah Yeah. probably okay she said it's better if you don't look at it so you're trying to say that like oh she's just lying to her she's trying to gaslight her basically uh i think Rumi's trying to get her to come back to being an idol right and then yeah that's where she's like there's no way illusions come to life and then she puts her hand on her shoulder and She's like, Rumi? And they're like, cut! But yeah, and then she's like staring directly at the security guard for what... I, I kind of thought the whole time she had been seeing the guy, and subconsciously she knew who her stalker was. Uh-huh. But uh, that's one of the first times that she actually stares directly at him, or we're led to believe that. And then Ari, the lead actress, was like, are you okay? And then she looks back, and he's not there. Uh, so so the stalker, yeah. the stalker guy is not always though, right? Uh, I think he is. I think he just moves around. I think he. I want to say there's some scenes with him being an illusion, but yeah, he's a tough one. I think he's one of 
maybe the most like real parts of the movie, but I, I think him being entirely real is. I mean, obviously, she didn't get hit by the truck with him driving it. Yeah. But I think for the most part, I think he's there. Yeah, I think he is too. There's only one other scene I would question, but we'll get to. Yeah, and and within while all this is happening, we do get the scene where uh, Mima shatters the teacup in her hands. Oh yeah. Yep, that is definitely part of this montage. Which I'm sure there is much more to that scene that I did not pick up on. <laughs> so we realize that she's. Dream- I don't know what what's happening. Hallucinations, or whatever it is, it happened to back, back to back. So I put down my notes. I don't know what the fuck is happening. But after that, we get the scene where we see um, um, what's it called the Mima is in the hospital, but it's the fake hospital, and they're basically telling um, they ba- they're basically saying, oh well, she went she went crazy and um, what's it called and she created an alter ego and the alter ego is killing everybody else. Is that not later? No, it's why it's in this scene right here. Okay, so it comes back later. Well, yeah, yeah. Every time it goes to the tele- like, this is the first time that we see that the television is almost obviously mirroring what's going on. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Because they uh, they get introduced like I'm pretty sure the uh, the Ari the lead actress her character is like talking to the guy saying like once she's done with the victim she kills him and then like it, we cut to like a picture of her. The pizza delivery Mima <laughs> killing the photographer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what is this scene? What is it? It's fucking Bro. wild. I this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. This scene oh, holy got me, shit. I I wouldn't say confused, but it makes no sense to me. The the pizza guy scene, the photographer killing. So here's the thing. Uh for one Every I fucking love the way the scene like I mean for one that thing of like her stabbing with the or sorry not her the the killer stabbing with the Screwdriver. the naked shots in the background yeah. is like such an iconic shot that I knew about it beforehand. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'd seen that shot so many times before even seeing this movie. It's a big shot. But um when the writer died, we just got like the implication that he was going to die in the aftermath. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is how this is going to happen. And I just kind of had a feeling of like, all right, this dude's dead, whatever. And then it just goes in and pops all the way off. Yeah, I guess you're right there because we just see the elevator open and the dude's dead. This time we got to see what the fuck actually happened. Yeah, and it's... I think to your point, Monkey, is that I think they showed Mima killing, but it's honestly... At the end of the movie, now we're just led to believe that, that was the killer. It's not Mima herself. Right. And one of my favorite parts about this scene is when we do get um, a third or even second person perspective of. Or. We get to see the killer, right? Like we see the pizza guy come in. And for one, he describes him as a pizza man. I don't know if that's important or. Uh, just translation when was this but it's what uh the guy the delivery driver drops the pizza on the ground and the photographer says like oh you're an odd pizza man oh yeah right before the killing but he specifically refers to him as a pizza man yeah which again i i don't know if that's actually important 
or not, but I think it's worth considering. Um, but we we get very very clear shots of the killer, and he just doesn't have a face. Yeah, the the hat protects. I mean, at the beginning anyway. No, it, it's not. Yeah, the hat does, but we get like straight on face shots, and there's nothing there. Like we should have been able to identify the person had we been seeing through, uh, like the eyes of the the photographer or even the audience's eyes. But I I think the fact that they make the killer literally faceless is because we're not supposed to necessarily think it was Mima. We're not supposed to necessarily think it was um, the stalker. We're supposed to be confused about who this is. Well, I mean, her hat does fall off and it is Mima. Right. Mm. No, it, yeah. She has the, the killer hat, like at the end when they're doing all, like basically when the fo- the Photoshop comes in, it's Mima's hair and face. But at the beginning, it is faceless. Yeah, I mean, when we get to the, like them just sitting on top and stabbing repeatedly, <laughs> it, it becomes Mima. And I do think that's intentional, but I also think it's intentional that it was so obscured in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. In that, especially since, you know, Mima is not a reliable, not narrator, but she's not a reliable source of information. Because she wakes up, we then get to her waking up the next morning and thinking that she did it. Or not necessarily thinking that she did it, but she knows something is wrong. And then she sees the news story about the guy dying and fucking freaks out. Everything about that murder scene is fantastic. I love the way it's shot. I love the way it's paced. I love the raw brutality of it. Yeah, I didn't like this. The brutality part. It's a deeply unsettling thing in a way I appreciate. And uh, 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 not a lot of things make me feel like that scene did. And holy crap. uh, Literally, it was... She started stabbing the person. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And she stabbed it in the dick. And I'm like, why the dick? I completely understand why. But why? You because saying? he's a because he photographed her naked. Yeah, I know that. Owens. He, he's a fucking pervert. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Still, still, like, why? But okay, I understand the reasoning. Still, don't like it. Know, there's just a style to that scene that. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I'll stop talking about that scene. I love it. That's it. <laughs> oh, so was the bloody clothes inside of her room? Yeah. Uh, yes. Like I said, I think there's a fuck ton to unpack here. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you can go first. <laughs> All right, so first thing she does when she wakes up is she looks at her fucking hands. And I think this is the first time we're implied that she's waking up after all of her illusions. And nothing's wrong with her hands from the scrapes. Oh, there's two ways you can take it. It's like she feels like she did something. So she's looking at her hands. Like, what did these do? Or two, she's checking for injuries because this is the first time, like, the cup, right? She broke the cup and there's nothing wrong with her hands. There's no blood anymore. She has no bandages. Yes. There's no sign of injury on her hands. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're implied that the, that was a fucking halluc- that was an illusion right there. But the cup? And then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Remember, she broke the cup in her hands. This was probably like. No, I know, but I'm saying you think the cup breaking is an illusion? Well, yeah, because her hands are not injured at all. She's looking at them right now. But like, we don't know the passage of time with this, though. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is the. I believe that I believe. Like I said, we're unpacking. I believe that this is the, this is where she actually wakes up. Okay. And 
she's hearing in the background the news of someone dying. And also, we didn't touch on this because we were so excited to jump in, but she had a scene where uh, she was reading, rereading the, uh, the her thing again, the, the mm-hmm. Mimi's room, and she goes, well, I guess I went shopping yesterday. Yep, I guess I went to Harajuku. And uh, that was also, like, the bag that the bloody clothes are in was the same bag she carried uh-huh. out. Yep. Which was like, what the fuck, dude? And, uh, yeah, she finds those bloody clothes. And then literally right after that, I think I was so excited about this scene that I wrote, this is written so fucking well. <laughs> I did not like this whatsoever, but that was just me. Oh my god, I loved, like, right here is when I realized that Orange had picked a good one. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is why, why I realized is that I really hate when, um, what's called, the main person, you can't believe the main person. Oh, I love, my favorite movie of all time is probably Memento. <laughs> so, I'm pretty down with an unreliable narrator. Man. So she finds that bag of bloody clothes and then she puts on like some clothes and opens the door and then she gets just ambushed by paparazzi as she tries to open her door and they're like, are these connected? Uh, da, 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 da. All that fun stuff. And then I guess if you guys don't remember that, the next scene is uh, she's like real depressed and everyone's like, is she jinxed? And then like Remy's holding her and she's about to do another scene, I think. In the in the thing, she's like getting described. You just killed someone, so make it you know, make it look good. And there's a screwdriver there. Mm-hmm. The next scene I really wrote anything for was the scene like they're filming. We see the same scene like basically twice in a row with the TV show where they're talking about the ostensibly I guess the end of the TV show where the the main. Ari's character in the TV show yeah, is like basically laying out the psychological diagnosis and then we see uh, Mima deliver her line of like oh I'm this person who she's not which yeah, I think like, first I'm a pop idol and I'm also no an actress yeah and then we see that exact same scene again but with her like in the saying what she is in the show yeah which Holy fuck, here we go. Yeah, first of all, do we do, <laughs> do we think that fir- the first iteration of it, do we think that was in Mima's head or do we think that was in Rumi's head? Or do we think that's meant to be like a tease of the end? Just the first one where the, she's yeah, talking the first to one like, where she's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm Mima, you gotcha. I'm a I'm a pop idol." Oh, no, wait, I'm an actress. Because that's obviously not what happens in the show that she's making. I don't know. At the end of it, they do yell cut. Right. But then I get, but like I said, then we see the, the, the actual scene from the show where she says, I don't remember what she says in that, but she says different things as the character. Oh, she says, that's right. I'm a model. In reference to herself. And then everyone, yeah. Then they get the, "Mm, that's an interesting, I don't know. I kind of actually took that as them just doing two different takes. Well, why would they do a take of her using, like, her real name and her real, like, life story and stuff? Ah, I see. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure she Mim- does say, yeah. like, oh, my name she is says, my Mimarine. name is Mimas, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, my name is Mima Kirogoe. I'm, I'm an idol or something. Yeah. That, that scene... <laughs> I've probably thought about that scene the most since I've watched it. I mean, yeah, because this is, this is, like... 
the beginning of, or not the beginning of the downward spiral, but like we're almost at, we're working our way to the apex. Yeah, shit's about to pop off. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about that that much. Okay, so if this is the Dean sequence like you guys are talking about, I don't know if it is. Probably. But I put down, uh, I'm so done with the Dean Dean sequences. (laughs) And then, um, and then I think they go on with dream sequences. I'm like, I'm about to throw my notebook out the fucking window. (laughs) If I'm not, like, I'm so done at this point. That's funny. I'm so done. (laughs) Because during this thing I have, this is so fucking well written. (laughs) Oh no, you guys fucking love it. I do not like it when my main my main character is not like truthful. <laughs> I've oh, we have discussed this last podcast. Yeah. But I do yeah, not like it. And god damn. Yeah, I do not like it. I don't mind it being a little bit quite like a little bit like insane, but this is like super like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I think the beautiful part is like I have that this is written so well and the next the exact next note is what is happening. <laughs> 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 so I mean, I'm I yeah, think dude. that's the difference, is I like the confusion. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely love the confusion, especially in a movie like this, where it's all in service of it, like what it's trying to do. Like, it's not trying to confuse you or be smart or anything. It's trying to make you think about the themes that it's presenting. And this crisis of identity that she's having versus her public image and all that. Wolf. It's going that with the hardy wolf. Okay. <laughs> If you got nothing more to say of that scene, mm. uh, the mm. next thing I have is her encounter with Eri in the hallway. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Which is, it's a, I mean, it's kind of just like a wink and a nod that's kind of funny, I think. But also, like, in, from her perspective, and it it's like, that's kind of fucked up to hear from somebody. Yeah, no, it really is, because she's like, I'm not Toku anymore. And I think she said, like, there's no way... Uh, like illusions can come to life. She says, like that. Th- "Yeah, there is no way illusions come to life. You should stop <laughs> dreaming soon." <laughs> That's so fucked up. Yeah, uh, I wrote that. I just had to write that exact quote down. But not. But I think the way she says it, or the way I read it, anyway. I don't know enough about like Japanese to really uh, get the inflection or emphasis. But I read it as not. Hey, you should stop like you should stop dreaming soon. Like stop dreaming. I was like, ah, it'll wear yeah. off. You'll be good soon. Like you'll you'll get out of this. And then shit gets bad. Shit gets real bad. <laughs> this is actually one time though that I didn't like the animation. It was still creepy, but I didn't like it. Okay. Um immediately after Aerie leaves or whatever, we get the flash of him walking down the hallway. And mm-hmm. I know I'm patronizing 1997 animation <laughs> but uh, I don't know it, it was kind of creepy looking but like it was so uh, like I took a it like I was so inverse, immersed in the story and when I saw that scene I kind of like just got a little like eh. but okay. then I quickly forgot about it <laughs> alright so random question before we enter the scene so, did you guys think it was Ray Ray who was the one that was doing all the killings? What do you guys think at this point? At this point, honestly, I don't. I don't think I was really thinking about it. No, I was not thinking about who was doing all the killing. Okay. <clears throat> I was actually kind of leaning into her. I thought it was me and mom, like, for like after the fucking um, um, what's it called a screw screwdriver to the dick scene. I was like, 
It might be Mima. I mean, there was no way that she would know how the guy died, but whatever. So I was like, maybe it's her. I said, maybe it's her, but I'm like, I was highly doubtful, but I didn't know who the killer was. Because, like I said, at the, very, at the very beginning, I thought the stalker was the fucking, um, what do you call it? I thought he was a red herring. Which, I guess he is a red herring until the very end. But he's not the one that's killing everybody. Uh, I don't know when I had the thought, but I remember thinking, I like at one point I was like, they're both on the same team killing people. Both the stalker and Mima. Yeah, I mean, that's not exactly where I was. Like, for one, like I said, I wasn't thinking about it too hard. Um, I, I was taking this much less as a mystery and more just like I'm going to be along for the ride and think about it later. Um, but also, also, I think it would have kind of sucked if it had turned out to be Mima. <laughs> but I do like that the stalker ends up being like a double red herring almost, like he's too obvious. Yeah. He's actually doing it, but he's still too obvious. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's the one that killed anybody. Um, uh, I think he killed two. Well, yeah, we'll who, we'll get wait, to that. Who do you think I think he killed. Uh, I know he ran over that guy. Oh yeah, he def he definitely did the hit and run. Um, and I would I think he killed Why the guy in the elevator at the too. very beginning. What would you say that for? Because he taped it to the elevator and then watched her. Like he taped the article inside the elevator and then was watching her as she went into the elevator. I mean, you can. I mean, I, you can think that like anything you want, but about that, but that one was pretty hinted at. Yeah. Obviously, you if the, like the writer just came out and said no, it was him, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it was uh, Rem- Remy, Rumi. right? Yeah, Remy, Rumi. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, I just thought it was Ray Ray that was killing everybody, but I don't know. I didn't. I did not see any of the fucking clues that you guys are talking about. But yeah, I mean, he, I, I think there's is... even some conversations with... Um... <clears throat> Rumi does mention that she tried to get him to kill people, too. Or isn't there, like, we see a scene of him talking um, online, being like, hey, I, I did, like, I've done what you asked and stuff like that. And then that's when Rumi tries to get him to kill Mima. If I did, I know you discussed it already. Okay. Okay, you might be right because that would that would make sense about the pizza guy. Well, I think that I think as we talked about, um, that one probably was Rumi. The pizza guy, yeah. Really? Because the guy said he looked strange, right? Like. Yeah, which. Yeah, I mean, she was just dressed up. Like, I mean, honestly, have you, if you look at Rumi, she's not the most feminine-looking character. I don't think she's... Don't at me. <laughs> I don't think she's, like... She's okay. I mean, she's, like... I'm not... I don't think she's androgynous, but... Yeah, I don't... Okay. I mean... But I but I also think, like... I mean, I was on this argument, and you both convinced me last time that, like, him saying pizza guy was kind of weak, and that it was pretty obviously roomy. Yeah, because it's pretty obvious. He said pizza guy, but like that's just because he's a fucking idiot. Because the the character was clearly a woman. Yeah, well, not at the wait, beginning, wait, but how- but once he gets into once she gets into like actually stabbing him, it turns into Mima. Yeah. Which we learn is how Rumi sees herself. Yes. So it's no, I don't know. I don't know. I fucked this movie. <laughs> I I know I'm in the fucking. I don't know what you call it. Minority. Yeah, that. I know I'm in that, but, like, I just did not. 
The movie's good, you guys. The movie's fantastic. I do not like this movie. I know it. Go. Let's go on. Let, okay. Let's, I hate mind fucks. Speaking of mind fucks, then we don't. I don't think we need to walk beat by beat through this scene. But w- what the shit? This is the only part of this movie I can't wrap my head around. Where he tries to rape her? No, like, did okay. For, do we think this happened? What the rape scene? We, that aside, I mean, we could. We don't have. Like I said, we don't have to talk about that shit. Do we think what, this encounter what? happened? I do. Okay. Why didn't? Why was there no blood when she hit him? When she lodged a hammer in his head, there was no blood then, and there was no blood when he was gone. I don't know. Well, that makes no sense. Like, what? What's the point? Like, if did it, if this didn't happen, was she just inside her fucking dressing room the entire time? I, dude, I, I don't know. Like I said, this is the only thing where like the, the lack of okay. blood has to be intentional. First of all, like, I don't know. like I said, as soon as the other rape scene happened, I, I put down in my fucking uh, notebook, one thought on my notebook, I'm so done. I'm <laughs> so done with this movie after the second rape scene. I'm like, why Why do we need, a, need another one? It's, why? Well, so I know two things I want to point up while I'm kind of like side watching this. Yeah. I know for sure. Well, I, sorry, I, I keep saying that. I know that if you have like a really bad cut, like a, not a cut, like something way worse. There's a chance that it won't bleed. I had a, a very big portion of my leg taken out, like skin wise, oh. and it didn't bleed. I don't think that's the point though. <laughs> I, first of all, I think if someone jammed a hammer inside your head and then pulled it out, you'd probably bleed. Maybe. And but second, th- and I, I don't I mean, think that's like, most people wouldn't just, think that if you see a wound inflicted in fiction you expect blood so from my i'm maybe i'm looking at it too meta but if someone made that scene and decided there's no blood yeah and i have to think on this yeah there's a reason why there's no blood because there should be blood this is no fucking uh what's called pg fucking movie we've seen blood throughout their entire fucking movie there should have been blood in the scene. I agree with Owens. And to be fair, I I'm know. still on the side that I think this happened. I'm just... Like I said, it's the one part where I don't... Yeah, I don't because, get it. I feel like uh, I'm missing scene, something. She, she pulls the hammer away, and you, there's no real sound of it, like, leaving... I don't know. There's no real, like, sound of that hammer coming out of his head. So it could have been just her hitting him and actually not drawing blood because he wasn't there right right he's gone yeah later. so he may have just been got up and left so there may have not have been enough because i feel like if you get hammered and fractured enough in the head like that you probably can't run away i feel like you'd just be dead but if she didn't break skin he may just be very concussed yeah i guess that's a possibility i i, I thought it went in but okay and then well i want to hear your guys' opinion of this then um, so if that scene didn't physically happen, do you, th- that's when that, that's, uh, another, they throw in another hint that I've been email. He says, I've been emailing the real mem- uh, memory mm-hmm. all or the whole time. 
or whatever. So did she just figure that out on her own? Is that your opinion of that? Um, Like, why would they put that in there if the scene didn't happen? Exactly. I mean, and that, that's my whole thing with this entire scene, you know, just if this, then why that? And that's from both perspectives. I gotcha. So, I, 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 again, I am on the side that I think it happened. And, I mean, you raise a good point. That aside, um, there's even later when Rumi finds her in the hallway, her clothes are all ripped. And are we supposed to then believe that she did that herself? Yeah. So, I, I do think it happened. I just think it's... I'm I'm stuck on that lack of blood, man. I'm gonna... Like I said, I'm gonna... I feel... I, I mean, yeah, it, I do see, like... Because I was kind of rewatching it a little bit. And, yeah, it... That's the only thing I could logically come up with is that she, he was hit hard enough to like freak out, but not enough to cause like hemorrhaging. Because yeah, she does go back. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go watch some YouTube analyses of this when we're done and see if anyone's got <laughs> anything to say about this scene. Yeah, because I mean, you're right though. At the end of it, she says, "Are you sure you weren't dreaming?" That's what Rumi says. But uh, which is a great hint into the fact that you know they're in league with each other. Once we learn that, you know, Rumi ends up being the the villain of this movie, it makes perfect sense that she would try to further gaslight Mima to be like, oh, that guy, this, this attack didn't happen. What are you talking about? Mm. There's no security guard after you. Ah, Rumi's a bitch. Yeah, Rumi sucks. It's kind of like when you rewatch Frozen again. <laughs> I've never seen you Frozen. The prince is a fucking dick. I have seen that opinion, though. It's not an opinion, straight fucking facts. Uh, what's it called? I hate when people said that Frozen is the first time a female character was so strong. Like, oh, she didn't need a fucking prince or whatever it is? Fuck that, dude. I watched Aladdin. Jasmine was just as strong. I've She's never a fantastic seen anyone lady. ever say that. <laughs> so after, what's called, after the rape scene and all this, I put down my notes, I want this to be over. Like, I just want the movie to be over. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. It's going to be me bitching and moaning throughout the entire last part of the movie, you guys. I'm so sorry if you don't want to hear this. This well, you're last gonna third hear act it. is so good, man. It, it's like a holy fuck. Uh, and the music during it from like this scene onwards is still, is oh, all like oh, dude, phenomenal. I, here's the thing. Animation-wise, music-wise, so fantastic. Even the fucking uh, reveal. That's what the reveal of this. Oh, yeah. All of it was so good. Let's talk about it. All right, I want to start with the fish. Fish? That's pretty... F- well, okay, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, daddy. I do have a, I do have a note about fish, but it's much later, but go ahead. Gotcha. Uh, well, I don't know how much later that another fish scene is, but... Uh, so, Rumi drives her back, just so everyone's caught up, and uh, she's like, Rumi, are you there, or whatever? And she's like, I have to call Mr. Takadora. Tadakoro. Tadakoro, thank you. And then initially, like, the fish aren't moving or whatever. I think it's just, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, and then, like, when she's, she calls him, and we see both the guard and Tadakoro, they're both dead. Yeah. And uh, to be clear here, uh, at this point, I think the movie is, like, jumping around like crazy. Right? Y- yes. Just to, like, add to the disorientation of everything that's happening. I think so. So... It's hard to tell right now because this is the reveal is she sees her fish alive and swimming. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you hear that like that, that music start. Oh, that fucking creepy fuck, ass music. Dude, it's so good. Oh, oh my God. God. And then she opens up that curtain and realizes it's not her room. Huh? 
she opens up that curtain and it's a subway. She actually has a view from her actual apartment. Oh, and then she I... turns around and Rumi, or and then she sees me, uh, her persona. Wait a minute. What, I, what was dude, I totally missed though? that. Um, huh? well, I thought it was the poster that gave it away. Because, no. Because I, we saw the poster, I'm like, wait, her poster's not supposed to be on that wall. But you're right, though, yeah, that, I didn't even catch that yeah, one. Yeah, that, the poster's on the wall. That I yeah, got, I didn't, I didn't catch the subway thing. Yeah, yeah, I got Oh, yeah, she opens up yes. the... Yeah, she, she has a she sees, I think she sees Mima, Mima's reflection initially in the thing. Oh, shit. Like another hint. Okay, fuck, somehow this... This flew totally over my head somehow. Holy fuck, I feel stupid. So you're saying she's in Rumi's apartment? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm a, did you I'm not know that? S- no, I'm an idiot. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes complete sense at the end. Well, she's running away and she doesn't know where to go because she's she never been there. Rumi's running Mima's room. Yep. And oh, wow. She's, Yeah. My mind is blown right now. That was like absolute epic foreshadowing, and I'm I'm actually just oh just let's just take a minute. Yeah, shit. I, dude, shit. I can't believe I missed that. I feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed that he was a security guard. So <laughs> fair enough. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No, I didn't know he was a security guard at the beginning of the fucking film. Oh, and then she's like, "Rumi, are you there?" And then it's no, it's a new costume. Don't you like it? And then it just oh no, Rumi left. Oh. Oh, and then Rumi is... Oh, it's such a good reveal. Yeah, um, shit. Oh, Rumi went home. Yeah, and it's great because... Fuck, it's so good because it is an unreliable narrator movie. And we probably... Like, the perspective is all over the place. And it's so weird, but somehow you're still right there with Mima... Like, you're asking mm-hmm. the same exact questions that she's asking. Like, it's not presented as reliable. And she figures it out at that exact moment, too. Yeah, I mean, she even explains, like, how do you know me mania? And she's like, uh, I guess that's where Rumi tells her. As Mima, or her, you know. She's like, I guess she'll reap what you sow, and then start stabby stabby. i tell you one thing. Th- this whole scene was fantastic. Like, the reveal of it, like I said, music, all of it, connecting the dots of what's happening, it's just really fantastically done. Yeah, um, dude, the the way, um, for one, if it hasn't been hammered home enough already, the the use of oh re- oh, oh, I just thought of something. All right, so no blood, right? Yep. And we see that Rumi has, uh, we're to understand that Rumi has killed Mister Mimania. Yep, and Tadakoro. What if she? What if she cleaned up the blood? What? What if she got Mister Mania out of there and then cleaned all the shit up? That, yeah, I mean that's that's entirely possible, but I guess we don't really have a time frame, unless you know she was like watching from the side, and then she see once Mima leaves, she quickly runs in and does it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But anyway, that, I just had that little. <laughs> Which I'll um, let in before we get too far. Into I, this, th- this is nothing. I just. Mimei only had one eye stabbed, right? As far as I remember. And did Tadakoro have both stabbed? I don't remember. Okay. I I didn't notice if that was the case. I just noticed that Mimei had only one stabbed, so I that was, and the rest had two. Not that it's necessarily important. I don't fucking know, but 
Um, but yeah, dude, this, uh, like I was going to say, if, if it wasn't clear from the rest of the movie, just the use of like reflections and mirrors to show the truth. Oh, it's so is, good. It's like really hammered home in this scene. Every time you see the reflection of Rumi, so good, but they still like, I love that they don't, that's the only time we see Rumi. We don't actually see Rumi chasing Mima. And the the movement on the on Mimarine. So fucking good. It's so good. Just this like weird otherworldly floating skippiness. Like no person could possibly move that way. Mm-hmm. She's just like gracefully floating down with a smile on her face, chasing her with a fucking screwdriver. Oh, I love it. That fucking creepy music with like the ah, uh. and then so good. Before uh, I mean they have a couple of tussles. They we have the whole chase and uh, okay. So um, this is where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. This chase is fucking bullshit. This chase, <laughs> this chase makes no goddamn sense in this fucking movie. This whole movie, all of it makes sense. Like all of it makes sense. Like. I could understand how the people died. I can understand how all this has happened and stuff like that. Even though the fucking narrator, we don't understand what the fuck is going on. I understand that. Yes. This chase makes no sense. Fucking Mima, or Mima, is fucking skinny and she's like, she's fit, if you get what I mean. There's no way that fucking Wei Wei should be able to catch this girl. There's no way. We even see a scene where, what's it called? We see Wei Wei in a reflection, and she's tired as fuck trying to cast this trick. And there's nobody in the fucking street. Like, this is Japan. Japan is fucking... I'm so... I was like, what the fuck? How is this... How is this happening in the middle of the fucking night in Japan? Fucking Wei Wei is climbing down fucking (laughs) buildings, going on roofs. And, I mean, not Wei Wei, but Mima is doing all this, and and we're spectating... Supposed to believe that fucking Wei Wei is able to do the same thing that Mimon can do? No way. No way. I was like, what? How is this even possible? Yeah, that that's a little bit of a stretch that's kind of just, I think, projecting expectations nope. that we have no real reason to believe. No, no. I, it just blew my mind. I was like, there's no way. There's no way she's able to, like, it should... In my opinion, I think Mima should have been able to get to safely a lot sooner than what happened in this scene. You know what I'm saying? This is the middle of the night. Like, people would, people would turn on the lights and see what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it really bugged me how, how long the scene was. I Here's the thing, though. The scene, beautifully animated. It, the music, so great. Everything about the scene is great. But the fucking, like, realistic point of view... Because, like I said, love this movie, like, but this whole scene made me so mad. Because I was like, I do not understand, like, how the fuck this is happening. Well, that that's actually, because you referenced, um, you referenced this, this rant <laughs> when we started talking about it last week. Yeah. Um, and I kind of planted the seed in retort of like, this is a movie that is in service of its themes and its message above all else. And this scene is exactly that. Like, at this point in the movie, reality is entirely fucking broken. And everything is collapsing in on itself. So... Honestly, yeah. 
it's I could see the argument that there are a bunch of fucking people there, but she just doesn't see them. Oh yeah, so she's lost her shit. And I I don't know anything about like where she lived or if there would be people around or whatever. I mean, she, there she are. She lives in the apartments, dude. Yeah, but the apartments where? Well, Rumi's apartment too. Yeah, but it's like. But the 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 point is like. Yes, they probably they probably would have drawn attention of people. Granted. But for one, and this is my argument whenever people have trouble with suspension of disbelief, that would be a shitty movie, first of all. <laughs> if someone just poked their head out and solved the problem. But more than that... No, the, the problem is, this, this movie has been super, like, realistic, even though we we have a, like, a, a messed up thing in reality. But, like, everything in this movie is totally possible. Except sure, the, I, I think... Except no, I think chase. her jumping around like that, 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 some of that could be possible. I could not see Ray Ray chasing Mima. Like, if if Mima's vision is completely clear of where she's going, like, she's going... Because I don't think she's making up the fact that she's jumping from apartment building to apartment building to the rooftop to the fucking bridge. I, don't, I think all that is true. I don't think that's, like... I don't think she's making that up. Now, I understand the fact that... What's called? Um, the pop star... Um, Mima, I don't know, Mimarine is what you guys were saying? Yeah. I understand that's disbelief, but I cannot, in my mind, I could not think that, like, Mima jumping from apartment to apartment to rooftop to rooftop to bridge and all this other stuff, I think that's all completely true. And I could not, I cannot see Wei Wei doing all this. I mean, to be fair, Rumi is bigger, but I don't think there we're we have any reason to believe that she's necessarily necessarily like horribly out of shape or anything oh no i mean there was a scene in the fucking meal of her being like super tired yeah you can be tired oh, while yeah. doing stuff she's sprinting after her i'd be fucking tired too yeah exactly like that that's... doesn't mean you're gonna give up uh, yeah, especially uh, since, dude, the brain is capable of some and she's crazy already At that shit. point, she had already stabbed her twice. And she's, not only that, but she's so far in her delusion that the, the, the brain is really capable of pushing your body under the right circumstances. I just want to bring up that she was stabbed at the very beginning. That too. And okay. that does take I shit I might have missed you. that. I'm sorry, but that that's my whole rant. Also, I, I think the, the main point of it for me is that, like, it's... Again, it's in service of conveying what the movie's trying to convey. And the, the reality of it isn't super important. I, I see what you mean by, um, up to this point, like, most of it has been pretty grounded and realistic. And this is definitely a little otherworldly. But I absolutely think it's supposed to be because it is the, like, make or break scene. Like, if Mima loses here, I, I mean, well, she's dead. But more than that, it's supposed to represent that the internal struggle she's still having i mean we understand that it's roomy and to an extent she understands that it's roomy but the the chaser is still represented primarily as mimarine because this is basically the final showdown of her identity she's I, i guess at this point a fairly accomplished actress i would have to assume that show is somewhat popular based on how they uh represent yeah. the main actress even her agent said the next film that he had set up for her is a starring role. Yeah. So so yeah, either they, they definitely hammer that point home. Uh, she's popped off because of this. Like she's a famous actor and stuff like that. But but that's what I mean. It's like the the two identities are clashing. One's gonna go away. Is the whole point I think. 
All right, you got anything more there, Anthony? <laughs> um, of the chase? Of the chase uh, until like the wig gets torn off. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, so the so the wig gets torn off. And uh, she gets stabbed by glass full of swipe. No, so she she no. the wig oh, yeah, goes inside the, wig the window. The glass. You're white. You're white. And she just crawls towards the wig and just impales herself on that glass trying to get that wig back. God, that was such a like gruesome scene. I hate when they do like fountains of blood coming down. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like there's yeah, that so was much weird too, blood. It was like a, just a it's just like a a blood, yeah. like a real quick pail of blood just spilt. Yeah, they do that in anime all the fucking time. But did you see, like, the face was still Remy split into three because of the glass mirror? No, I did not see no, that. No, I'd miss that. That's awesome. So, yeah, she was looking down, and there's three Remy, face, or Remy faces, and then the blood just makes it all disappear. And that's when she, like, uh, I guess she stands up and starts walking toward the road. Dude, I put down my notes because he was, like, in the middle of the road. Uh, I guess trying to regain her composure, and I'm like, if she gets fucking run over, I'm done. I know I've said I'm done three times in this this show. I mean, not this show, but this movie. But yeah, I'm like, I I had it. And honestly, to your point though, I do have written down where the fuck is everybody. <laughs> like, I it was weird. Yeah. And then there was a fucking call white, and Remy oh Mima saves Weiwei. Is that what happened? Yep, Mima. Now Mima saves uh, Rumi from the truck. Yep. And then now people show up. That's my no after that. Now people show up. Yeah, where is it before the truck? And you see Mimarine just, like, she puts, I think, one of her hands down her face. Oh, it's so good. Oh, is that the bloody hand thing? That's yes. Like... Okay. I was wondering where that was at. I, I guess I missed so it. It's, I think it's right there. It's, it's a beautiful, like, beautiful image, though. I mean, it's a fucked up image, but it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, th- this movie is full of, like, just chef's kiss shots. Yeah. And even, like, even the, the cinematography right afterwards, right after, uh, like, the people come to help or whatever, the two guys that were in the truck, uh, I think there's a solid, I don't want to say 30 seconds, but it felt like fucking hours. There was a solid, like, 10 seconds of just panning over, like, an animated Japan. Just to give you time to think about what the fuck you just saw. <laughs> and that was so well done. Because you just kind of hear sirens in the background. And you're just seeing this kind of, I guess, I think it was dusk of Japan. Like a light sunset in the distance. And I would think I, probably sunrise. Like I just, but... uh, did I say dusk? Yeah, yeah, I meant dawn. Um, wait, no, dusk, yeah. But, fuck I you. mean, the chase happened at night. Wait. The dawn. Never mind. I'm. You said idiot. dusk and sun sunset. <laughs> Did I? All right, well, we're doing this. We're no wait. No dawn is right sunrise. Here. Come on, dude. Just keep it in. Yeah. No dawn, dawn is sunrise. sunrise. Okay. Dawn is sunrise. So we see. Okay. I have already made myself a dumbass in this entire recording. You keep that shit in. I'll just cut it like to where you're tonally weirdly saying like I respect the chase scene. <laughs> <laughs> I agree and then with we'll be everything. Yeah. Anthony says. <laughs> Anthony says. Um, do we want to talk about the hospital? Yes, we do. Well, I don't think anything really happens at the end of this movie. Uh, <laughs> you missed. You missed a couple things. No, nah, I think it's. Not. Are you being sarcastic? It's pretty much nothing, dude. I think we're done. <laughs> You're a fucking dick. 
You, you had me for a second. <laughs> Dude, but, no, shit, fucking... Like I said, my last note is literally, what the fuck? And it's because... Yeah, I think that's mine, too. Because of the end of this movie. Oh, no, mine's, um, what's called? I don't understand the visit to the fucking hospital. I don't understand this at all. This woman has been fucking tortured. I don't know for how long. And she visits her torture in the hospital? There are many stories of people interacting with people who did, like, heinous shit to them. Like, in like going to see them in prison and stuff. But for different reasons. But. Okay. I mean, I, that's fine. Okay, so two things. Now that I'm, I'm running through the thoughts in my head. One, she says, I'll never see her again. So she's just checking to make sure she's still there, essentially. Uh-huh. Okay, I did not know that. Okay. That yeah, she, she actually does say that. And then uh, I think, I forgot what my second point was, but. Yeah, I know she says, like, I'll never see her again. Meaning and then she that, gives her the flowers. that Rumi is gone and she's now fully, um, basically the me marine persona. Uh, th- yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they explicitly say that. <laughs> well, I, there's a bunch of double-edged, I think, meanings in all of this. And that I think that would be one of them, is she's actually never going to talk to Rumi or me or me marine again. Okay, yeah, actually, I see that. That's cool. Yeah, and I know she brings her flowers every time, so, like, you see, always see me marine with flowers. Oh, shit, I didn't like, notice that. Yeah, and she always brings her flower, and or, well, based on what we see, the doctor gets handed the flowers, and then later we see Rumi walking with the flowers that uh, Me Marine sees in the mirror, of course. Oh, is this the first time? Yeah, we also see the swap. The swap? Because we see Rumi walking, and Me Marine's in the mirror this time. Oh, right, yeah, because that's so what we get the reality sees swap. as reality. Or uh, yeah. what, that's what Rumi sees as reality. Yeah. Um... Also, dude, I'm sure there's fucking essays about, oh god, I don't even want to say this because I just thought of it and I don't necessarily believe it, but if we're led to believe that mirrors always represent reality and we see Rumi and then in the mirror is Mimarine, are we now supposed to assume that that, um, that motif has swapped or is the mirror still reflecting reality and is that Mima in the hospital? I don't know, man, because, <laughs> well, I mean, right when, you know, the nurses are like, there's no way Mima, Co- whatever the last name is, is here. And then she looks into the rearview mirror and says, no, I'm real. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other part that just immediately flies in the face of what we just saw. Yeah. Well, does it? Yeah. Yes. Because if we're assume if we're supposed to assume that mirrors reflect reality, then if you run with the idea that, okay, so... The Mimarine we see in the mirror is real, and that's Mima in the hospital, but then she looks in the rearview mirror, and it's still Mima. They can't both... She can't be in both places. Oh, I was thinking of something else, like... I, well... It's it's just a weird, fascinating, like, sudden contradiction of the, the framing device. Or not framing device, but the, the device they've been using the entire movie. They suddenly flip on its head for, like, one second. And then go I, back I guess, to using it the exact same way they've been using it. I'm going to attempt to use my small brain to try to explain this. Okay. Or to try to, to convey my point. <clears throat> but uh, I guess, like, I don't know if we want to ex- make the hard sell that all mirrors show reality. But they do, or, don't they? Up to this point? No. Because, not necessarily that point, because we see, like... 
uh, Mima looks in the mirrors at the subway, right? Oh, and you're right, there you're right, you're right. Multiple times. I think it's more, it's not necessarily, I don't think that's the hard point, like all mirrors show reality. I think it's like, that's like, what you see in the mirror is what you think of yourself. I, okay, that's I actually that's a really good motive. point. Yep. Because when we see Rumi walking into the mirror and it's me Marine, and at the end of the movie we see me Marine looking into the, and then the, you know, and then there, during the identity crisis we saw the only Mima part looking yeah go ahead the only part where that breaks down off the top of my head is the chase where we see Rumi in the reflections in the chase yeah we see the we see Mimarine chasing but then when we when they run past windows in the reflection we see Rumi but at this point she fully sees herself as Mimarine Rumi does yes yeah, and I could think that that, that in, or unless that. it, I guess you could take it to be that um, she's still in that crisis. She's not fully me marine, but she's trying to become fully me marine, which is you know why she's trying to kill Mima. So she's yeah. so so she still knows that she's Rumi, but she's just far enough in the delusion, which I guess that argument probably exists. But sure, and now on the other point, I want to add to that would be. Uh, like I wouldn't say the mirror like obviously the mirror swaps between who we're looking at you know point of view wise mm-hmm. the chase could be uh, all set to Mimarine right or Mima I'm just gonna say Mima and then Mima sees Mimarine chasing her but Rumi in the mirror it's not Rumi's mirror we're looking at it's Mima's mirror sure okay does that make sense yeah yeah I totally get you and that that could be another point to add. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think we could spend another hour and a half talking about mirrors in this movie. <laughs> so let, let's I'm not. not what I said when you look at mirror and see yourself how you want to see yourself, I about fucking shat myself. Yeah, that was putting that, that point together. That was a very good point. I it's not something I had considered. Well, I mean, even like the fact that it just like went to my mind because obviously you see what you want to see in the mirror, right? Yeah, uh, and. Like, and that's such an obvious point that I can't believe I didn't think of until, like, about ten minutes ago. I mean, I didn't think of it until you said it, so. Fuck. This um, is a good movie. The, the only, this is the last thing I'm going to say about mirrors. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to put the thought out there. Um, I think there's an argument to be made of, of this movie not only playing with the perspective of Mima and other characters, but playing with the perspective of the audience in a way that the audience is almost a character and then you could use the mirrors to kind of reflect what the audience is supposed to be seeing which again I don't want to dive into that it's just a it's just more mirror shit join us next week for another hour episode where we talk about mirrors here's our new podcast mirror I won't be here I won't be here (laughs) we talk about mirrors in movies Starting with the first movie, this other psychological thriller, which I believe is called Mirrors. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Shit, dude. The I'm real is so good. Oh, nope, I'm real. It's so happy and perky, and you're like, that, oh, it makes you think, boy. I'm so glad that this movie arguably ended optimistically. That's a good. That's a good use of the uh, the verb. Arguably, I'm sure there are people who will latch on to every theory we've slightly brushed up on. Yeah, I choose to believe that that was Rumi <laughs> in the hospital. That was Mima in the car. She's doing good. Everything's real. She stopped having a 
breakdown. She knows who she is now. Do we want to talk about public image? Like in general, in our day and age? Or or just like as as a concept being like what, I mean, this movie is a lot about that. This movie is very, very much about public image and how people, like how celebrities present themselves. And like watching this movie in 2020, where everyone is on Twitter and Instagram and shit, can you imagine? I feel like I saw, oh, it's fucking, um, I saw some shit from uh, Naomi Osaka, I believe is her name. She's like a really young tennis player and apparently just fucking slammed, I think, last year or something. Like, she was the youngest woman to ever win a major tournament or something. And she, like, was posting images of herself in, like, a swimsuit. And people were, like, freaking the fuck out. And she was like, yo, I'm 22. I wear a swimsuit in the pool. I'm sorry I don't fit your image. Like, what do you want from me? And that made me think of this movie so hard. I mean, it's like, uh, what's it called? That famous, um, I think she's a pop singer or something like that, but Billy... Yeah, Billie, Billie Eilish. Eilish. Yeah, that's, that's where yeah, she's going to bring it. Yeah, she got so much heat for uh, the whole... That's fucking wild, dude. Well, dude, everybody has their image for somebody, and if if someone, if if someone anybody tells them it's wrong, then they get all hissy-fitted about it. No, I Even know, but... Even if it's a person. It's just amazing that this movie was made in 97. Like, the internet was barely a thing. And it's still as prescient now as it was then if not more so dude it doesn't matter when this was made like i i bet this was happened throughout history like i don't think like it's kind of fucking scary (laughs) okay so i I just want to do this for anthony so as of right now anthony since this is your first animes uh, what's your ranking between the two? Cowboy Bebop and Public Blue? Oh, don't do that to me. I'm going to piss off a lot of people. Uh, hold on. Dude, I, I, I know I Public a... Blue is your number one. Before I you answer that, Public I have a separate Blue. question for you, Anthony. Fucking bitch. Why won't you let him answer it, Owens? Because I want to know what, I want to know what's your ranking between, uh, grapes and hot dogs? Between grapes and hot dogs? Uh-huh. I don't understand the question. What, hot yeah, there dogs you go. Orange? <laughs> They're not the fucking same. No. How do you compare uh, them? Would you rather have a grape or a hot dog? Alright, I'll, I'll answer it this way. And I really, like, don't want to <laughs> put that on the record. But if I had to erase one of them from memory, it'd be Bebop of the two. Like I said, I, I'm pretty sure Perfect Blue hit your number one. But you fucking yeah, love yes, it. Yeah. yeah. But but Orange is also right. Is I love grapes and hot dogs. So I'm gonna put that out there. I loved both of those, film and the Bebop I, Dude, series. I'm fine with Bebop being in second place. Uh, but Perfect Blue, man, that was just... That was so good. I don't. Orange may have found my thing, or like we've never talked about. Honestly, I don't think me and Orange have ever talked about movies before. Like no, that. You, you've told me some stupid shit, but never anything like good about psychological. Well, yeah, I'm sure we were talking about like, oh, Wedding Crashers holds up. But like, yeah, that was probably something you ever... said, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I don't think we've ever talked about like deep psychological movies. No. And I will say before, like I even picked the the thing that I picked. Um. It, I was typing in psychological animes. <laughs> nice. Um, for the record, Anthony, you should maybe... I haven't seen it because I have a thing about uh, fingernails and I know a scene that I do not want to watch. Um, you should watch Black Swan. Black Swan? Guess. Yeah. It's uh, yes. it, it, Basically, it's Darren Aronofsky, Love Perfect Blue, and then he made it with ballerinas Mila Kunis and Ellie Portman. <laughs> 
I'm about it. I'm about it. What a fucking ride, though. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Okay, so, okay, so final thoughts on Perfect Blue. Uh, do you guys want me to go first? <laughs> I think we got him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Owens. Uh, no, I think I'm all, I'm all tied up. Yeah, I, I mean, not on my shit. I'm good. I, yeah, I, I think I, I've seen uh, a couple other stuff by Satoshi Kon. I've I've seen Tokyo Godfathers. I've seen uh, Paranoia Agent, and I've seen Paprika. I think Perfect Blue is an easy number one. As much as I love Paranoia Agent, I think Perfect Blue is an easy number one. Holy fuck, this movie! Um, or uh, you can go ahead, Sal. Like I said, everything about this movie is fantastic. Completely not me. I, I know Orange went in this knowing who the director was and what the style is going to be and stuff. I don't know what Sal went into the, or Monkey went into this as, but I didn't even watch a fucking trailer. So this was one of the best surprises I've seen in, in a long time. And I'm going to stress it again. I think I've said it four times already, but what a fucking ride. I'm excited for <laughs> you to see more Satoshi Kone. I will be watching more Satoshi Kone, whether it will be in this podcast or other way. Uh, people also, he, he does Millennium Actress as well, which people, I think, is like the contention between Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress for his best work, which I have not seen Millennium Actress. All right, so should I announce my pick? Yeah, let's talk it. So we're done with Perfect Blue, done with Cowboy Bebop. Anthony gonna watch his first anime on purpose of his own choosing. <laughs> Please don't do this so- to me. Please don't do this to me. So they, we've kind of talked about this on the side. They already know what I'm going to pick. I knew what but, he was uh, going to pick before he did. Oh yeah, my gosh. I, Dude, just surprise me. Just surprise just, me, Anthony. I just say <laughs> surprise me, please. I would, I would watch another one of this director's movies. It fits so well into like our 19, late 90s kind of style we got going on here. Yeah, we love 97. <laughs> Absolutely. 97 is where it is. So we are going to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. Blue Angel's thesis, baby. Let's go. I guess worth noting at this point, none of us have seen it. Yep, none of us have seen it. And I guess going into the same thing that kind of Orange did, the reason I picked this was uh, I have nothing to really go off of. So I'm (laughs) searching through Reddit and Google and searching like best ones. This one was consistently up there. And then I also did a, like, I went pretty heavy one night in, like, trying to find the best written animes. And this is just based on other anime fans, so it could be completely wrong. None of us has actually seen it. But this anime kept fans coming have bad up. Opinions. I'm, I'm, I bet. But, I mean, I'm just saying Death Note's, like, number one, a lot of people's things. And, yeah. <laughs> but this one's way up there. Um, it's got good reviews on most all the, you know, review places, like. IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and shit like that. Fucking sheep. That's what I'm saying, Anthony. You're a fucking sheep, okay? Uh, Good thing you're not I, a fucking wolf like I me. Kinda, wow! I kind of <laughs> have to be a sheep, though, because I was trying to keep it a secret from you guys for a while. but Dude, like I said, I knew before you did. We could have never talked about no, it. You wouldn't I have surprised was... me in the slightest right now. When I was editing like the other shit, I remember you talked about... Evangelion's mentioned a couple times in the previous podcast. And both times it's mentioned, like, both of you, like, ha, 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 it's such a shit show or something like that. You know what's, you know what sucks about this? I would probably put money down right now that I'm going to come away liking Evangelion. Oh, no, I'm probably going to like Evangelion, too, and I'm going to, I'm not going to be happy about it. I've spent the better part of a decade insisting that I definitely won't like it. 
<laughs> and now I know I, I'm, I'm with going you, Owen. to. Me and Owen, though, we finally agree on something, and yeah, we. I'm like, God, I did not want to do Evangelion. I, I wanted to wait on Evangelion. But I mean, now's God the time. We're, we're hitting the important stuff. Uh, next week we can start slum or next sh- series we can start slumming it. Oh, dude, dude! I already got I got three that Anthony's gonna pick out of. Oh, like, you're gonna give me I've the option. Mine. That's yeah, fun. Pick mine. Oh, I don't I don't know if I did this last time, um, for Perfect Blue, but I guess it's worth noting that as far as legal means, I'm sure you can purchase it somewhere. Evangelion. Um, is available on Netflix. I know they have an English dub that they did themselves. I don't know if they have the subs. Oh. <laughs> so I guess to sum it up next time, or I guess next week, we'll be watching Neon Genesis Evangelion, and that, uh, of course, is available on Netflix, as we just mentioned. And, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Chris, take it away. Next time on My First Anime. How much will Sal complain about Shinji Ikari? Will Anthony's first pick be a good one or a dud? Find out next time on My First Anime. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And sit you. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My My First First Anime. Anime.